Welcome to We Need to Talk About This. My name is Jean Elifilla-Owi. And my name is Chanel Hall. Jean, we met about five years ago. You were living in London and I was living in New York, and we were both back in Copenhagen when we met at a dinner. We kind of zoned everything else out for a few minutes to exchange ideas on the hot topic of the day. And that has been the story of our friendship ever since. Whenever we see each other, one of us would bring up a topic and the other one would say, we need to talk about this. We've shared books and podcasts and ideas, and now we want to have a dialogue with all of you. On each episode, we pick a hot topic and we just go for it. Sometimes we just dive in and other times we're more researched. So come with us because we need to talk about this. Well, on this episode, we talk about freedom of speech. And is it make you more honest? Does it make you impolite? What are the boundaries? What are some good examples and bad examples? Our discussion on this was triggered by the announcement of Elon Musk's um, acquisition of such a high percentage of Twitter stock. Uh, And since we recorded this, uh, of course, Elon has uh, removed himself from being on the board. And lots of speculation around that, no real reasons given. Um, Anyway, let's dive in, starting with Elon Musk, and then let's see where that takes us. So what happened this week? So Elon Musk... He is now the largest shareholder on Twitter. Um, I think he owns he owns ten percent now of Twitter. What do you think about that, Shana? What 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 do you think his purpose is? What do you think he wants? Well, I don't think he's taken ownership to be a silent partner. No, he's in the board now, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's uh, sort of given himself away on some of the aspects, you know, one just regarding the edit button. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had a, he did a poll on his Twitter feed around which percentage of his followers want the edit button, Yeah, which has a set of pros and cons to it. Yeah. But yeah. So do you think that's the first thing that he, I mean, that might be the, but it makes sense. It makes sense. I think the the arguments that I've heard against it are that um, that Twitter is used by many as sort of a history of a, of what happened of an account, uh, including with SEC filings in terms of information on on since we're in the business world. Yeah. Um, and so there's concern that well, and also that if you amplify someone who then changes what they have said, then you might be amplifying something that's very different than what they originally wrote. So if you, if you retweet, um, so I think some of the things they're considering is should there be, I think what Facebook has, um, I'm not a Facebook user, but this is what I understand that it has, which is a record of the change, which maybe isn't what people want, but that's could be one way they manage it. Or maybe there's a time limit so that maybe you could Mm. change your post within Within, an hour. Within, within a, yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense because you, is yeah, it's true. Right now, you need to delete the tweet and retweet, right? Yeah, but yeah. the tweet, but then you delete it. You're deleting the tweet and it's deleted gone. forever. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. So that, and then I think the other the other question is um, uh, the cryptocurrency. So apparently, Twitter does have a team working on their own crypto, 
and and he's obviously had a lot of comments about crypto and he's been backlashed yeah. about crypto and and including and he's able to to move the market mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. and the, you know the, but there's not so without that debate. the doge coins and yeah exactly the doge coin and then also the bitcoin which at some point he had set up or had announced that you could buy uh, a tesla with a bitcoin yeah um currency at, but then <laughs> but then he came then he came back and said you know after a while he said it's not really sustainable it's not um um, environmentally sustainable. Exactly. To because to mine crypto or mine mm. Bitcoin, the annual emissions that Bitcoin mining produces is the same as the whole country of Argentina. Wow. So yeah, the, like there was such a contradiction in the purpose of his business line and with Bitcoin uh, crypto or crypto overall because of the energy that is um, needed in order to do the data mining, which is basically yeah, but Bitcoin computer. is the worst. Well, I, I mean, I it's, think it's in one terms of, of of the energy required. Uh, yeah, to because mine. of the amount of computations, it's also the biggest for each coin. Uh, it takes more effort. Each coin is valued higher, and so the computations needed in order to break the code or the crypt mm-hmm. <laughs> is so high that it takes that much compute like that much energy for the computers to make those mm-hmm. c- computations and other coins aren't so high in value and the crypt is easier or the algorithm is easier to to decode anyway so uh, but it's interesting that now through twitter maybe that could be his avenue of of crypto and then the other that people talk about, of course, is is um, freedom of speech, uh, and how he's such an uh, he's an advocate for a very outspoken advocate for freedom of speech. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you. Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I think he's um, yeah, freedom of speech, but I think he's he can be so extremely rude. Mm. Um, yeah, he has never been suspended from Twitter, although he has, um, I mean, he's a very prolific user of, of Twitter, and he's also do- had said some really mean things to um, different people, even remember when the children were were trapped. I think it was, yeah, I remember. Right? Wow. In yeah. Thailand, and they had a solution, and he was yeah. criticizing the solution, and so he's very confrontational on Twitter, but... But has never been suspended, so hasn't has still operated within the code of conduct. Um, but some people speculate, you know, is he going to maybe make changes in the code of conduct? Maybe get Trump back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't believe that people should be permanently removed. Yeah. Uh, for voicing opinion, and there are people who think that everyone should have their fifteen minutes of of. I don't know. Fame isn't the right, but fifteen minutes to, to give their to say their say their piece, regardless of of how inflammatory that might be. I mean, there's mm. different views on freedom of speech. Mm. Uh, he has been, you know, sort of against this canceling culture, censoring ship. He has. He has been very vocal on that. What has he said about it? Can't remember. It, the exact, <laughs> the exact um, formulations, but um, 
I mean, but what he's gives a, you the he, impression? He's a, but, but he's talking about like free speech and it, it's, it's, a, it's an important yeah. topic yeah. for him. It's, a, it's important for him. Yeah, I think that's interesting just the, you know, free speech and censorship really was always considered something between the state and the individual so that you, you know, you always needed to have the freedom that an individual I cannot give you or a company cannot give someone freedom of speech. Only the government can give that or take that away. But given the power of these platforms, people start associating them as having the authority to give or take away someone's free speech, but it's actually, they have the freedom of speech. Yeah, they're a private they're just, company. Exactly. It's a private company that can do whatever they want. Yes. Exactly. But many are projecting on them because that's the, yeah. the, the way that you reach the most people, mm. that they're almost a proxy of, of, of holding that, mm. the, the gatekeepers of, of, of uh, freedom of speech um, or of censorship. Yeah, and that's understandable. It, it, yeah, it's understandable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're right. It's a, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. And he can do whatever he wants with his money. Uh, we have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk on about freedom yeah. of speech. Yeah. So we both live in Denmark, and Denmark, in my observation, has holds itself in high regard with its mm. yeah the importance of freedom of speech as a part of its society. Yeah, too much um, in my opinion. But tell me more. I think um, I think when you there's a lack of of politeness okay in 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 that you know holding your free speech in high regard there's in Denmark there's a lack of of sort of yeah you 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 can say whatever you want but should you is it you know is that is that the right you know um i don't know how to put it but you have the right but is it the right thing to do yeah and and but because you have the right then you should do it like is that where are the manners mm. like it, it what i mean is in in the in the notion in the culture like yeah you know you can do it you know you can say it but you've been brought up not saying it and not like having that certain considerations mm. and certain politeness and i don't think in denmark we've uh, we've been taught that yeah we you know i'm generalizing of course but i don't think in in, in general uh, Danes have been taught like, um, rather they've been taught like you you, it's your right it's your right to say what you want, sort of. Um, do, do you feel in your schools you are taught that it's not only your right but obligation to speak? Even yeah, even, even, yeah. But I think that's the ground that that that's sort of the the the, the ground. That's the foundation, I think. So when you grow up, you 
you tend to not think of the majority as you have to take you have to consider the the collective you have to consider um the group but you 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 prioritize your individual um needs or but i, I think I, maybe that's now and maybe the generations will be will be different but do do you think like if if that's the way that they're being raised but do you, uh, my observation with danish freedom of speech is that at times it appears that it really matters who is speaking and who is being spoken of what do you that mean? it's not a universal um so for example there is the current foreign minister of Denmark Jeppe Kofod mm. um he had sex with when he was in his 30s yeah. with a 15 year old yeah which is legal in Denmark considered to be inappropriate somehow it is legal in Denmark to have adult to have sex with a child crazy enough yeah um and he is elected and um a member of the party and into the foreign ministry yeah and that is not without debate and with in society and i have a friend whose daughter is in high school and he the he was uh scheduled to visit the school and speak to the students about i guess Denmark's foreign policy etc and when they were preparing the students for his arrival they told them you can ask during the Q&A session he loves to have Q&A but here are the topics that you cannot raise and one of them is that mm-hmm. i mean for a country that lauds itself mm-hmm. on freedom of speech mm-hmm. when you start stifling your students yeah like that for me that was super interesting that that it's like who holds the power gets mm-hmm. to decide what you get to speak about yeah and it was similar with when the the journalist who spoke about when she received her journalism award she she spoke about the sexual harassment that sexual yeah i don't know if it was sexual assault i think just sexual harassment um or a threat like if she didn't quid pro quo one of um her bosses so she mentioned that when she oh, received her award oh the hostess of uh, uh, solo awards yeah yeah and her name is sophie linda yeah yeah and shortly thereafter there were several hundred women journalists who had yeah sided with her and experienced similar things yeah and this is like years after signed the a petition though yeah they signed like, a yeah. petition and um and i think in one of the papers their names were published and the head of tv2 um so one of denmark's biggest tv yeah stations said and had many other men that joined him in this said mm. that that since they have were journalists and spoke up about this that they are no longer legitimate journalists uncovering crazy this issue, right right so crazy. so here you also have yeah. like when is it okay to speak yeah. up and when is it not okay yeah. to speak up and just segue to the third example is the um is the is the cartoon that was drawn in one of the danish newspapers Mohammed cartoons yes where they the characterized um the prophet Mohammed with yeah. A bomb in his turban, 
and um and then yeah that was there was all the backlash about was yeah but and journalists signed and backed petitions to support that journalist on his right to speak up yeah and there was no because backlash. Because it was Danish, like, but that, no that one, satire. But no one said that they were therefore no longer eligible to report on those type of issues. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, the, the freedom of mm. speech is so, is it's all about who is holding the power of who gets to say what. Yeah. And in these cases, you have, it's in this society, it's still the men who, who, control who who what you get to say what is appropriate to say so there is control i'm so with you yeah. right yeah and yeah. and that's where i wish i mean i think that and every every idea has become extremely hypocritical for sure and i think your point of like okay we want a polite society there's no need to provoke people who might already be oppressed like satire is intended to like make fun of the power those mm. are that are in power right so like it's all about like mm. and media forms in many way one of the the pillars of, of democracy mm. as it's supposed to be speaking we truth still to have the discussion on whether to say the n-word in denmark like right. the only country in the whole wide world is discussing yeah you know uh many people are defending the right to yeah. say it Yeah. Just the fact, just that fact is crazy. Yes. Yeah. But it's, again, it's like, who's controlling the power? Does it upset them? If it upset them that Mm. they were in power, then they would be, (laughs) it would be a whole different narrative. They didn't want women to speak out about the oppression and the sexual harassment and violence that they've experienced that invalidated them because they spoke up about it. Like that, I know that he was criticized after for making those statements, but those are who's in power and those who are making the kind of quote rules on these, which in any case, every society who has these ideals, they're ideals because we have to, we have to have somewhere to pursue. Like it's the pursuit of true, what does true freedom of speech Mm. mean? And how is that balanced with, with Mm. civility between each other? I think it's so well said what you're saying. And so, yeah. And so it would be nice to talk about it because for a country that has places high value on freedom of speech in order to actually achieve that ideal, then maybe an honest conversation about it would help the society achieve that ideal. Exactly. And you know what? It's interesting to hear, to have your perspective on it because you've lived in, Denmark for so many years now and obviously you're an American and you're not born and raised here so you see it from the from the outside and you have these you know that analytic approach to it um, and you know on so many on so many levels right so it's it you know it's interesting it's interesting to hear and I think that um the future like going forward it's something that we will be as a danish sort of homogenic society will be confronted with more and more that's my feeling 
I agree, and I, I definitely think it is the one of the strengths of the Danes is 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 the forthrightness and the ability to like debate ideas and and speak speak honestly and plainly about their ideas. I know that when I first moved here and was working here, it was intimidating mm-hmm. to be working with people who were very direct and plain spoken with their views on an idea or a proposal or an organizational structure. Yeah. Because Americans are far more indirect. They walk around things. Uh, and they speak in nuance so as not to offend. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the culture, which is hard to decipher sometimes. Do they like it? Do they not like it? It's hot for you what, as well. What did they mean by that? For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to, yeah, it's, it takes a little bit longer to understand. But it's a gentler mm-hmm. process. Yeah. The, the direct is a little bit oh, jolting. But I grew to really like it mm. and really and think it's important. And then, uh, yeah, because it just made... What did you grow to like? Um, I really think that when in, in a work setting, when we were developing strategies or ideas, having everyone's ideas on the table and perspectives of a situation, because no single person really ever has... Holds everything. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So the fact that people could put that on the table and then plainly disagree without, ha- without offending, which the Danes themselves wouldn't offend each other, but mm. others, because we had... At the time, we had like 40, 50 nationalities. But others would be offended. But then they learned, oh, that's just the Danes' way of yeah. doing it. Um, but So it gave them the freedom, you think? I think that it was always uncomfortable for others okay. because it was so in them yeah. to speak. Um, but from from when I was like responsible for developing if i was holding the pen to develop mm. the strategy i found it super helpful to know exactly what people thought on something yeah nothing yeah. not that i didn't maybe i didn't always agree but i knew mm. and then could follow up more plainly that's, i think that's natural that's normal right you it it's it's nice it's nice to be able to read people and and know that you you, you know it it makes that person a little bit more trustworthy in a sense well we started with elon musk then went to freedom of speech and then polite speech and the value of directness and which builds more trust well as we say jane this wasn't the beginning of this topic and it certainly isn't the end of this topic it's just a slice in the middle come on and tell me something just get it off your chest